Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We <laughs> have fine Saturday matinee to you both, Andy, Steve. Top of the morning to you. Oh, <laughs> damn it. No. <laughs> just wants to come out. Andy, you've got to stop eating Lucky Charms for breakfast. <laughs> just, oh, purple hearts. Purple hearts. <laughs> That's all I dream about anymore. Uh, how are you guys doing? I, the three of us have not been on a long time. I feel like we've been standing in for months. It's been probably since like August yeah. or September. Yeah, it's been a while. Because Andy had his little sports yep. hiatus for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, Pete, mostly and then Andy, Pete was actually. just done. No. I was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, but that's a good way to start the, time the new year. Zones impact me, you guys. When you say, "Hey, let's do Saturday matinee in the morning," and it's like five o'clock Pete's time, <laughs> no, nope. which means it's like the darkest hour of the evening of the night. Pete's like, "I can't operate I in don't darkness. Care for it. They might come to get I me." I don't care for it. Uh, okay, so we have uh, we have only uh, we have a little bit of news. Uh, that we have to get through. And this is a very special episode of VSP. It's the predictions episode. Woohoo! Because right? we are nothing if not brilliant prognosticators. 
We have uh, episodes, historical episodes, lost to the arc of time, where we actually did try to do this. We did try to pick. We, we did, did yes, yes. They didn't go well. They probably yeah. went well for you. You know, <laughs> I, it it's a lot well easier. I, I don't know if it's a lot easier, but it's it's certainly easier to to make predictions if you've had a chance to see everything, like a lot of actual <laughs> film yes. critics who actually watch everything that's nominated. When we when we look at predictions, well, if they would just send us screeners, then we could yeah, we deal need to with get on the screener you know. list. That's we have sadly no. Yeah, screeners. that's what we need. <laughs> Sunday, January sixth, twenty nineteen. We have the red carpet or the red carpet live stream begins at six p.m. Eastern time for the Golden Globes. Uh, first of all, uh, have you seen the new Golden Globe? The actual statue is apparently new, and um, oh, there it is. Yes. It looks like the old one. It looks I mean, like the old one. It's a globe on a What does that stand? say across the bottom? Head? <laughs> they changed that. HEPA. No, HFPA. Oh, the Hollywood Foreign Press <laughs> Association. Foreign Press Association, right. Yeah. Why do they make it look like head? They could have They could have done better on that. I'm just saying. They could have done better on that. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, okay, so let's let's go through it. What do you They're think? They're longer, of, uh, leaner, and more golden is what it says. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Oh, there they go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, we've got our winners and nominees. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Don't quite have our, have the winners. Well, I'm just reading the heading. I just oh, yes. read. I'm I'm very much anchorman. Uh, <laughs> I just read what's just in put front words of in front of Pete <laughs> yeah. and he'll. Uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The uh, so uh, would you like to start? or or start at the bottom and move up. Uh, well, I don't know. What's in front of your face, Pete? Let's start there because that's load what you're going to read, right? Load more. <laughs> load, oh, load there we more. go. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to get down to best performance by an actress in a made-for-television <laughs> movie on a network you've never heard of. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do. Let's start with the uh, uh, start at the top. How about best motion picture drama? And the the nominees are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, Star Is Born, A, 2018. And Black Panther. <laughs> Star is born A. I like how you I'm just, you, you, you really are like reading off the teleprompter <laughs> okay. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Star is born, comma A. Why did you do them out of order? <laughs> why did you put Black Panther last? It's first on my list alphabetically. It's not first on the list on their website, though. That's weird. It is on mine. Uh, what? I'm looking at theirs, and it's got nice big pictures of the posters, and goes from left to right. Black Klansman. I mean, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian. There's so many Bs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The letter B has a monopoly on wow. Best Picture. Beal? Oh, my goodness. So that's why Star is Born, born should yeah. have been B Star is Born. <laughs> should, no, it should have been Born A Star is. <laughs> right. With Yoda as the uh, as the singer. That would have been the way to do it. I still haven't seen... You know, as Andy and I were saying... When the nominations came out, we we're like, well, uh, we can't even make guesses here because there's yeah. some of these films we haven't seen because they haven't been released yet. And I've been slacking off and I haven't gotten out to see Beale Street or Bohemian Rhapsody. Yet, I have so. not seen Black Klansman or Bohemian Rhapsody. I do. Uh, I think we mentioned this before. I find it odd still that Black Klansman is in uh, the drama category instead of the comedy category. Yeah. And that's just me based on the trailer. It looked like it was a spike. Oh, no, it's spike oh, no, it's it's it's. No, it's definitely more of a drama. Is it? Okay. All right. The trailer. It's a drama with, with comic mo. It's got some comic moments to it, but it is definitely got some... I, I think what does it is his little epilogue at the end where he's... So they finish this story, and then there's a whole bunch of like news footage from like the past two years of mm, still gotcha. how this is still an issue. Yeah. Well, okay. of the three I've seen... Um, I, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I want to see Black Panther, uh, take it because I'd be really excited to see that happen. Seeing a, uh, you know, a real quality Marvel film like that, make it. But after seeing if Beale Street could talk, I feel like that's the one I would go with. I just, uh, I really, uh, just found an amazing connection with that story. It feels like Golden Globe bait. (laughs) <laughs> in this category uh i don't what, well now, this is the hollywood foreign second. press Golden association though. The, yes well, yeah they're notoriously exactly. weird with this their is, picks yeah that's true uh i yes. i haven't seen beale street could talk but i i, I uh, 
as controversial as the interpretation was, I, I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody is um, it's so deep in my heart. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. I, uh, I, I'm i with you. I kind of would like Black Panther to get it because, I, you know, it, it is a quality movie, a quality movie, certainly in the genre. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like I could go I, I could let Bohemian Rhapsody go, given I haven't seen Beale Street. Uh, as long as Remy Malik is uh, is up for best performance by actor, um, which he is, it's, it's yeah, I, I know, I know. But between the three of us, I want that to be there. I think you're probably right on Beale Street, though. I I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know. That's too serious. I, I think it could be. It, I think Pete's right. It could be Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it could I be think, A Star yeah. Is Born. I I really. I really enjoyed that. I think maybe Beale Street too. I don't know too serious for the. For, I don't know for a Golden Globe. I, I yeah, it might be kind of too small. This is a, I, it's so hard to say because um, I don't know. Did Moonlight? How well did Moonlight fare in the um, uh, when it was nominated a few years ago? Was that twenty seventeen? Moonlight was, won uh, for Best Picture uh, Drama. Best, uh, then nominated for best director, score, supporting mm-hmm. performance uh, by a male, by a female, and best screenplay. So it did win best uh, best motion picture drama. So and it all comes down to marketing and how much money they're putting into their promotional campaign with this with this stuff. So who's which studio is behind Beale Street? Uh, the same ones. Yeah. Uh, I would say the Academy Awarding. Oh no, it's the director of moonlight so i yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I don't know that's what, i think that's what comes down to it is how much money is moving around behind these things to to push some of these so okay so but that's the cynic so in me. steve did you make a pick i i think it's probably going to be i haven't seen bohemian rhapsody i would say probably a star okay. is born a star is born if bill street could talk yeah. bohemian rhapsody so we're uh divided all right. Yeah. So and two we, of us will be wrong, and none of us have seen all three of those movies. So all, that's great. All five of uh, <laughs> all yeah. five, but of of our pick because we have just yeah. narrowed it down, Basically. and the Golden Globe should just yeah. just hack off Black Panther and Black Klansman because we did which we will, did one some of them of the will probably win. Yes, uh, Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Steve's right and if Star is Born walks away with it. It, it was really the kind of the big audience. Well, that and Black Panther were big audience connection films, but but A Star Is yeah. Born feels like more the type of film that would win an award. Okay, so I don't know if that's yeah. me changing my pick, but yeah, I think it is. I think I'm, that's what you've just done there. Yeah, so you've okay. narrowed it down. There you go. <laughs> okay, now, best motion picture, musical, or comedy? Me, oh, go ahead. If A Star Is Born is in best motion picture and bohemian rhapsody is in best motion picture shouldn't green book be in best motion picture uh i don't know i find this uh, musical or comedy nomination frustrating crazy rich asians the favorite green book mary poppins returns and vice yeah i don't know why bohemian rhapsody and a star is born are not in musical yeah in the musical yeah i feel like they take the word musical very literally yeah yeah. Yes, I would say because it's those are saw those are movies that have music in them, and people are singing. But it's not a I guess classical musical where it's characters singing, not because they're singers, but to move the plot along or express how they're feeling. Whereas Green Book apparently is is a is a comedy, or is that a musical? <laughs> it's a knee slapper if I've ever seen yeah. one. Oh wait, mm-hmm. oh because he's playing music, so that's, that's why right. it's a musical. Music exists yeah. and. and Music. Uh, I still I haven't probably, seen Green Book. Yeah. I think it's. I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's probably going to be the favorite uh, because of karma. Well, the the nominees are Crazy Rich Asians, the favorite Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. Yeah. So you think Crazy Rich Asians is? I mean, that had so much. Well, Pete said the favorite attention. I I said it, the favorite because of our karma for us because we tried. Oh, we tried. Okay. And we couldn't yeah. see it. Nobody's been able to see it. Uh, Andy, you've seen it now. I have seen the favorite Mary Poppins okay. Returns and Vice. I have not seen. Uh, wait, uh, 
except for Green Book. I have not seen any of them, so I. Uh, I oh, so Pete and I are yeah. in the same boat. Yeah, we went and saw Green Book because we did it on the show. Couldn't, couldn't find a place right. to see the favorite. Yeah, exactly. And I never in a million years and, would have predicted Crazy Rich Asians would have been uh, leading one of these categories, and so I skipped it, and I regret it. Um, I I would pick the favorite for sure of the three that I've seen. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about the other two, but I'd like to see the favorite take it because I'd love to see uh, it getting some of the recognition that it certainly deserves. But it's the Golden Globe, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like Mary Poppins Returns or Crazy Rich Asians. Possibly Green Book, but I still don't see Green Book as a comedy. And so I could see think it going to. You've got the whole. I could Disney- see Vice. Vice, really, really. Well, you never know. Well, I yeah. haven't seen Vice. I I want it. I what want did, it badly uh, based on the trailer alone. The Big Short was nominated, and it uh, it only was nominated. It didn't uh, win anything when it was nominated um, uh, in 2016. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm going to pick the favorite. All right, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama: Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Rosamund Pike, A Private War. I've seen exactly one of those, A Star is Born. That, yes. Yes. We are useless the in wife? These, some of these when categories. Did, yeah, we are. The the wife? I don't even remember. what When was that out? I don't even recall a movie by that title this year. A wife questions her life the choices wife? as she travels to Stockholm with her husband, where he is slated to receive the Nobel Prize for Literature. Glenn Close, Jonathan Price, Christian Slater. I, okay. That that feels I mean, like um, a nominee for an actress that they um, give a lot of nominations to. Glenn Close has had fifteen mm-hmm, nominations yes. and two wins at the Golden Globes over the years. She's like the the Golden Globes wild card. Like they just play her when they yeah. need somebody. She's like their Meryl Streep. <laughs> She's their Meryl. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I I have only seen Lady Gaga's performance, but I feel like they're going to give it to her because there's been so much buzz about yeah. it. Okay. So. Uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama: Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born; Willem Dafoe at Eternity's, at Eternity's Gate; Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased; Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody; John David Washington, Black Klansman. Uh, I'm all in on Rami Malek. And I haven't seen it. I heard great things about uh, Lucas Hedges and Boy Erased and Willem Dafoe. He's been getting a lot of buzz um, with his performance of uh, Van Gogh. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up taking it. Um, yeah, it would be an interesting uh, thing to see. But I don't know. Bradley Cooper, Bradley that, Cooper, the whole Star is Born performance thing. It's kind yeah. of a big train on I, that one, I think. Yeah, I would say Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, so I don't know. But I'd say either one of those guys for acting and singing. Yeah. Because, you know, double threat. Is Ram is Remy is he actually doing all of his own singing? Uh, no, he I is doing he is. a lot of his own singing. He's oh, doing he, a lot of it. It's, it's really? a mix oh, okay. between um, I, I think a set of cover bands uh, and Remy Malik. Um, but he he tells a, a number of stories. If you've watched any of the pressers of him uh, having to sing for Queen uh, and how you know with them on set watching him actually perform and and uh, so he's not doing uh, all of it to my knowledge, but he's doing. Quite a bit. Hmm. So. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. Go ahead. Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron, Tully, and Constance Wu, Crazy Rich Asians. I am Olivia Coleman, uh, hands down. She was so good in The Favorite. I love seeing Elsie Fisher uh, getting the nomination I here. It just is a heartwarming that her her name is on the list uh, because that performance in eighth grade was so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she, Have you watched that with your kids? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Have you had a chance um, to because I, I started it with the, the the college student and her friend, and they were watching it and having a bit of nostalgia uh, for eighth grade. And, I don't know. We're just noticing so many little things that they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so eighth grade. <laughs> so, well, I that, mean, that's right. As people, that, as people that have been there more recently than we have, they were really impressed with, like, how accurate yeah. 
a lot of yeah. that was. And I just was watching. I thought, yeah, I forgot how I remembered that was like one of my top films of the year when we saw it this summer. Watch, starting to watch it again, I'm like, oh my gosh, this film is so overlooked. I'd love to see her get nominated. You never know what the Hollywood Foreign Press is going to do, but you've got Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins in there. Yeah. As well. I feel like this should have so. gotten a nod for Best Director and Best Screenplay too. I mean, I, I it's really frustrating yeah. to see this, uh, this film is, uh, you know, rep- to see her the sort of lone representative of this movie. Yeah, that's, that's yes. Really yeah, that's something we haven't talked about as we've gone through. You know, what what didn't they nominate that they should have? But that's certainly one that's in my books yeah. should have been uh, getting some more recognition. Absolutely. Uh, so where are we? Where does that leave us? Did you guys uh, did you guys pick? So Elsie Fisher is your picks? Well, no, I I don't I think, think she'll get it. I just I feel like it's such a, a it's, an, it's, it's a nice a, nod, a strong showing yeah. uh, by her. I I think it'll probably be Olivia Coleman, even though again I haven't seen the movie. Um, what's your take on uh, Charlize Theron for Tully? I think uh, she was fine in the film. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think she'll win. I don't think the film had enough buzz at all to garner uh, anything more than a nomination. Is it interesting that... Uh, hmm. All right. Never mind. I, I scratched that. Scratch okay. it. Okay. All right. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Christian Bale in Vice. Lin-Manuel Miranda in Mary Poppins Returns. Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Robert Redford in The Old Man and the Gun. And John C. Riley in Stan and Ollie, which still hasn't opened here. Right. Is Old Man and the Gun is a comedy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. So I just from the trailers, I thought, oh, and again, it comes back to the, is that a comedy or is it a drama with some comic moments yeah. to right. it? I, I mean, so, I, I would say that that's yeah. what it is, but I think it's a, a light uh, heist film. You know, I think that's kind of what it is. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Christian Bale in Vice, I think, uh, from the two that I've seen. I've only seen Vice and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, you guys can speak to Green Book. I'm sure Redford, if if he gets it, it's because, you know, it's supposed to be his last it's his film. his last film. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. John C. Riley looks great in Stan and Ollie. I just feel like Christian Bale... I mean, it was ridiculous how much he just completely, completely became that character. Um, so I I guess I wouldn't be surprised if he takes it um, for that reason alone. Yeah, I can see that. I I feel like John C. Riley should get some attention to as as redemption for Holmes and Watson. Um <laughs> uh, it, talk about a guy oh. who can play both ends of the spectrum. Uh but uh, I, I think you're probably right, Christian Bale's there. I think it's a it's a a kind nod that Lin Manuel is on the list, and uh, good good for him uh, for doing this his first uh, major feature. Uh, Vigo, I don't I don't think has it as much of a fan as I am of of him the performance in Green Book. Although I, I talk about the other end of the spectrum, I just I did not care for that movie, and uh, I felt like his his performance didn't didn't merit a nomination. So that that's. Uh, you know, you know who I would is. love to have seen in here um, is Hugh Grant from Paddington 2. I don't know mm. if either of you saw that film, but he was hilarious. Uh, I think that he absolutely deserved it, if if for no other reason than the brilliant musical scene at the end of the film. It was uh, it was just so fantastic, and he clearly uh, relished playing the role in that film. Very great, I, very great. I haven't seen that one. That's one we usually watch. Uh, that's one of the it's sort of the category of films we usually watch at home. So, uh, well, we check it out. Yet. I need, and to do that. you will agree with me. Hugh Grant How- was amazing. <laughs> Best performance by an actress okay. in a supporting role in any motion picture. Any motion picture. <laughs> Claire Foy, First Man, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Weisz, The Favorite, Amy Adams, Vice. I still have not seen First Man, um, so you guys can speak to Claire Foy, but I would pick one of the two from The Favorite. And if I had to choose, I feel like I'd go Emma Stone. I don't know. Wow. But Rachel, oh. Rachel, it's a tough call. They're both they're both they're at so the top great. of their game. Yeah, uh, uh, Claire Foy, uh, I think, was one of the strengths of First Man, and I am one of those that really enjoyed First Man, uh, and and she was a stronger part in it. 
Um, but uh, I, I think you're probably right with the favorite. Again, haven't seen it, but you know, that's just my sense. I'd love to see Regina King take it for if Beale Street could talk. Um, I just don't think she will uh, take it though. You, because I think that the performances in the favorite are just so strong. I think it's hard oh, to a, okay. step well, away from yeah. that one. I, I don't know. Okay. I could be wrong though. See, I don't know. It's because the favorite's going to sweep every category it's in, and again, we're going to be sitting here like. Well, the uh, thing about this yeah, one, though, to talk this about is that an movie. interesting one because they are competing yeah. against each other. This is one of those things where yeah. maybe they're going to cancel each other out, it'll and split, it'll allow yeah. for Regina King to win. That would be pretty interesting to see. <clears throat> Who knows? All right. All right. What's next? Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Richard E. Grant for Can You Forgive Me? El Machina del Oro. <laughs> Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, I have seen... Uh, one of these so i've seen two of these and i and i always confuse beautiful boy with boy erased what's the other one boy erased and ben is back (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yeah i get all three of those like confused and yeah so i'm like yeah i he's a beautiful boy that was erased (laughs) i uh, sam rockwell Um, was fine as uh as uh w i thought he'd actually embodied that role quite well but it felt a little um like there wasn't anything more than just kind of um you know being w you know i I don't think that he brought anything to it that that screamed to me um let's give him an award so uh, and it's the only one i've seen so uh, from there i don't know which way to go with those other four uh let's see mahershala i yeah, I I just have mixed feelings about that entire movie. I do too, but I I don't I, I think yeah. that Mahershala Ali is the is the pick of momentum. Uh, I, I think yes. he's just getting a lot of press around a lot of things that he's doing, and that may I don't know push him over the edge. I hear that Richard E. Grant, um, his performance I hear is kind of a front runner, um, so it makes me even more curious to watch that film and check it out and uh who knows maybe he'll be the one who takes it this year really for uh, or can you ever just out of yeah well okay so oh there was a edgar wright tweeted about adam driver and uh let's see it was basically oh i can't find the tweet now um Basically saying that in the last decade, Adam Driver has been directed by Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, Steven Soderbergh, Terry Gilliam, Steven Spielberg. It's like the only one he hasn't worked with, I think, is like, was it David Fincher or David Lynch or something? It's like, this dude has like scored like actors Mm -hmm. bingo in the past decade with the directors he's worked with. So I don't know that his role... You know, in Black Klansman was strong enough for an award, but again, talking of momentum, dude is dead. Yeah, somebody to to watch because he's just been, you know, from from you know Star Wars to the what was the Patterson that small Jim Jarmusch film. I mean, he's working all across the spectrum. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of him hitting the right role at the exact right time, and it's just a matter of you know within the next couple of years seeing whether that happens or not for him. So. Not this year, I think, but hopefully soon, because I think the dude deserves something. I'm a little sad that uh, Sam Elliott from A Star Is Born didn't get uh, nominated because he was pretty fantastic in that one. Mm. And I just love Sam Elliott. Be nice to see him in there. Totally. I I don't know. For me, it was Sam Elliott playing Sam Elliott. Really? I thought he did uh, a much better job. The relationship between those two brothers I thought was great. Okay. Best director, motion picture. Bradley Cooper, Alfonso Cuaron, Peter Farrelly, Spike Lee, and Adam McKay. I I still haven't seen Roma. Yeah, and that just uh, that no, just dropped. Um, yeah, on Netflix. What, yeah, a couple weeks, two I weeks feel like ago? Bradley Cooper's gotten two a lot of buzz. Um, I don't know if because he might yes. win actor that that's going to pull away from director. Um, 
I, I for me, I, this is one I would just love to see go to Spike Lee because I think even if I don't always like his films, I think he's generally doing some pretty interesting stuff with them. I can go yes. with that. Agreed. So, yeah. How about best screenplay motion picture? Nice. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara for The Favorite, Barry Jenkins, If Beale Street Could Talk, Adam McKay for Vice, Nick Vallelonga, Brian Curie, and Peter Farrelly for Green Book. I'd like to see The Favorite again. The favorite? the favorite, the favorites, Andy's yeah. favorite. I don't know okay. I, if Beale Street could talk. I'm gonna, I switch my vote. I'm gonna go with Beale Street. That, <laughs> that might be more of personal, a personal choice. But right. um, well, for for the Oscars, I think that's gonna be split because what Beale Street is gonna be under adapted screenplay and favorite would be under original. So you you can have you can have both for your Oscars. All right, I'll take it. All right, the favorite and Beale Street. Steve, did you have a different pick? Yeah. Right. No, because I have seen only Green Book and no, not Green right. Book. Best motion picture <laughs> animated. <laughs> I love Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. The winner and Incredibles two. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement I on that. I don't That's... see how anything else can do it. And and uh, I think no. we should. Are, are we okay with that? You want to do score? I haven't heard a lot of these. I think we can just stop there. I I think we're um, done. yeah. Although, yeah, I think we'll just stop there. All right. All right. Um, well, I have a lot of movies to see. Yeah, uh, that's that's always the case with these. Looking at these, it's like oh, too yeah. much to catch up with. Award season. And I feel like I didn't. Uh, some of my picks, I probably made the wrong choice. The wrong choice when I yes. hit them in theaters. So uh, got a lot to catch up on. But uh, that's it's coming January 6, 2019. Sunday. That's tomorrow. You know, tomorrow so i've got about 27 hours of movies to see between do now it and then. do it do it <laughs> cool uh, okay let's do trailers let's do it uh andy you should go first i think i am gonna go first because yeah. i'm so so excited <laughs> for my movie <laughs> happy death day to you Oh my goodness. I had so much fun with Happy Death Day, which came out in 2017. Um, one of the uh, Bloomhouse productions, they did an amazing job of uh, making kind of a, a Groundhog Day uh, horror film with this girl who gets killed and then keeps re-waking up at the beginning of the day and has to try to figure out who the killer is so that she can escape this loop and the only way she gets into the loop though is by being killed so she she has to keep getting killed over and over and over again until she can uh solve this uh this uh who this killer is now we have the sequel which looks just as much fun as the original um she goes she wakes up this is two years later but she wakes up back in this time loop <clears throat> and but now the killer from the original one has been murdered and now her friends are also getting killed and they're tied into this whole time loop thing. And so now she has to figure out who the new killer is to really get free of this whole time loop. It is so much fun. I, I could not believe how much fun I had with Happy Death Day. Absolutely brilliant film. Jessica Roth as uh, the main character. I, I just I mean, she she ruled it. She uh brought so much life to the film um and you know i haven't seen her in much else i know she was in la la land but i, I missed everything else that she's been in i guess she's in valley girl they're doing a musical version of valley girl that's coming out soon so that will be interesting um but really i mean you know it's a great cast of characters but really she's the one who um is bringing it home and uh, the same team of people behind it christopher landon uh, writing and directing again and so I just I can't wait. This is uh, this is the one I'm very much looking forward to this year. Uh, what about you guys? Oh, I'm I thought the first one was terrific. I watched it uh, shortly before we we had uh, the film's DP Toby Oliver on the Speakeasy on the show, and um, he is back. Uh, it was nice to see his name uh, back on this one as well. Um, really, really fun. I love the fat mean baby mask. Uh, for the murderer, I think it's very clever, uh, and uh, this is this is my kind of slasher movie. I, it's this is this, this is good times. Very much looking forward to this one. So, Andy, you did it again. Now here's another franchise I've got to binge sometime <laughs> because I never saw the first one because I was like, eh, it's going to be a gimmicky thing. It's 
and I'm going to be disappointed because they're not going to execute on this interesting concept. But I love what they're doing with this with the sequel here of taking that same concept but really reinventing everything. So I'm very intrigued by what they're doing with this franchise, and so now I gotta I gotta do a double double dose again, just like the Moon Nazis from last year. Totally. Uh, do a do a foursome. The Iron Sky yeah. films and the Happy yeah. Death Day films. Yep. That'll yes. make for a fun weekend. Well, I can't wait for this one. It is uh, set to open Valentine's Day, uh, just like the last one was. So uh, Valentine's Day 2019. So make sure you check it out. Happy Death Day to you. Excellent. All right, Steve. Yes. I, I picked this film in honor of you, Pete, because... <laughs> if- you're up there in the up in the cold <laughs> zones of the upper north, Steve. <laughs> Come on, you're up. There. What time is the sunset? Like two <coughs> two p.m. Right? Because you're up near the Arctic Circle. <laughs> we're more equatorial down here. That's oh, very generous. And we're ha- and we're having an actual cold spell down here. I think uh, was it yesterday or Thursday? It was actually colder in Phoenix than it was in Anchorage, Alaska. Take that, Anchorage. How, how cold is that? It was 30 degrees. 30 degrees? Yeah, up at the row? Grand Canyon yesterday, it was, <laughs> just, it was negative six at the Grand Canyon the other day. So we do get That's a little bit of that risk. cold weather. But but this is this is Arctic. This is Mads Mikkelsen stuck in the middle of the Arctic for some reason with somebody he's got to save. So it appears that he's been in an airplane crash and... Um, He's trying to survive, and no one's coming to rescue them, so he's got to make the big trek. And so it's sort of the ultimate man versus nature film. I imagine probably not a lot of dialogue, except for cries of anguish and pain in the, the, the cold there, which I think he can pull off really well. There's just something about the, the way this trailer was cut together just looks like a great thrill ride on this adventure of really high stakes uh man versus nature it's coming in february february 1st so just right around the corner i don't know what that means for a film like this currently it is sitting at the 7.4 on imdb so looking good based on 352 reviews uh this is one that just looks like great landscapes on a big screen will make this a lot of fun to watch well the gray was uh, a favorite of mine when it came out Uh, there's something about um man having to survive in the in the bitter cold wilderness um in that one it was wolves and this one it's a polar bear uh i'm curious to see um how mads pulls it off if anyone can he can i mean he's just a fantastic uh, actor to watch and it just i mean it looks like they've done a great job with this i mean he said that they shot this um over 19 days up in iceland he said is the most difficult uh, shoot of his career so i can only imagine because you're actually out in the elements and uh imagine how difficult that can be but uh, i'm all in with this one can't wait to see it yeah i mean i feel like this role was sort of made for mads mickelson <laughs> like he's just got the <laughs> face for uh, uh suffering um and so good on you mads i i think this was a, a great uh, choice uh, for him to take on it's horrible to watch the trailer i probably won't see this movie uh it's gonna have to be it, it might be a cell phone you know watch uh, I, I don't think i'll be able to do it on a big screen i'll have to watch it on my phone uh and uh that's probably enough for me i don't like cold i don't like the whole agoraphobic uh thing that's going on in this movie i certainly don't like falling through ice holes um and the the risk of falling through ice holes into water and Oh, my God. The trailer shows the scene where he's pulling his injured uh, Maria Thelmas Martotir uh, up the hill and she's on the up the steep cliffside and drops her and my stomach falls out from my body. It was it's it's just she's on a sled she's, she's a just sled. getting a nice little yes, ride sure down the side of the mountain too oh thank goodness Whee! i'm on a she's sled. unconscious she's <laughs> unconscious at the time it's fine wait, wait i gotta get my hands out to put them over my head <laughs> it's uh it's horrible thankfully it is getting that 7.4 it will get recognition from somebody if not me uh it yes horrible there you go well, it is PG thirteen for language and some bloody and images. Sledding. So, and 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 yes. ice sledding. So, 
it, it may get a little gruesome there with the bloody images. Nah. So maybe it is best <laughs> that you stay away. Uh, Polar bear fight. <laughs> yes. When does it drop? February 1st, right oh, around the corner. Excellent. Yes. I'll, ma- I'll make Perfect other for taking the kids plans. too. <laughs> Uh, your kids this, now your daughter's gonna you want to go take them. this the kids will go because they will be like yes our hunger games camp skills this is exactly. where this is gonna so come you're in gonna right have to sacrifice us. yourself and your own desires That's and right. you're gonna have to take your That's children right. to uh to show them how they can use the skills that they're learning do you know what i'm gonna bird box this movie i'm gonna go with the family <laughs> and i'm just gonna wear a blindfold <laughs> there you go because i imagine in 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 the event of a blizzard up there, I imagine Pete goes out to shovel the driveway, and th- the events of this movie are actually how he imagines that that is going to go as he goes to shovel <laughs> well, the driveway. He may fall through the snow into an under, you know, into a river that's flowing underneath the driveway. I I do have to worry about it's, the neighborhood polar bears, Steve. There's, they just roam, yes. they're stealing our trash. You got, here in Portland. Yes. <laughs> Good grief! All right, my turn. I'm doing close. Uh, this is the uh, new film for uh, our, our fair friend, uh, Numi Rapace. Uh, director Vicky Jusen uh, brings us the story of uh, uh, Numi as a bodyguard and counterterrorism expert. Uh, she takes a job protecting a uh, rich young heiress. Uh, and as you can imagine, they're buddies to be. But at the start, they don't really like one another. <laughs> And then she's kidnapped and there's a whole lot of fighting and badassery. And that is why I'm in it for this movie, because I think, you know, I'm on the record for Numi Rapace being a badass from the very first time I saw her in Dragon Tattoo uh, to what happened to Monday as the Setman sisters. uh, I uh, really, really like it when Numi gets uh, gets to beat people up. She's just really good at it. She's compelling. She's believable. And uh, this is a movie that lets her um, stretch her action legs again. Do I think it's going to be a a great movie? I do not. I do not. (laughs) It looks like it treads on some very familiar ground. Uh, But do I care about that? I do not. (laughs) What do you guys think? Um, Yeah, I'm in the same place. It it looks there's. Looks like some great dynamics between the characters. Story-wise, I, the way the trailer was put together, I wasn't getting a lot of the sense of the larger story. I have a sense of these two, and it's sort of like kidnapping, and yes, lots of action going on, and, and badassery, as you say. But will, will that pay off in the end? I don't know, but I, I believe, is this a Netflix release? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. So again, I never know. That's sort of that that mixed bag of, well, you can watch it safely from your home, and it's not a big investment of you know time and resources to actually leave the house. You can just put it on and and watch it. So there's not a lot you know on on your side to make a decision. It's just click the button. But uh, this is one that I, I'll put on the list of as I'm scrolling through. Like, well, yeah, this is a good Saturday afternoon, you know sit down and just watch and see what it looks like i'm not expecting great things but hopefully i'll be pleasantly surprised uh knew me uh i did enjoy hearing the the one with the the, the clones and the monday uh, i thought that was you know a nice little netflix that treat. was actually the swedish topic. Uh, so the clones the one, the and one the with the clones and the monday <laughs> the, the mondays the ones with the clones and the monday yes i'm a little nervous I, so, i'm pretty nervous about yeah. this one vicky juicen um, this is her third film. Her previous two films, I have not seen them, but Lady Godiva was her first film, 2008. It's at a 3.6 on the IMDb uh, scale, and Ooh. Born of War is her second film, 4.4 on the IMDb uh, scale. So she's not, uh, she's improving 3.6 to 4.4. So yes, maybe close right. will be a. Uh, 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 pushing that uh, six star who knows um i i don't know i watched this trailer and it just it ended up feeling very uh like stuff i've seen uh countless times and uh so i don't know i just i i couldn't get into this one i really struggled and uh i honestly was a little disappointed that it's not a biopic about glenn close <laughs> that's what it's gonna be called that's right that's a that's really good okay. You are just gold today, Andy. Uh, this one drops January 18th. If you want to see badassery from Numi 
Uh, and uh, I, I'll be there. I'll be there. Check it. I should I should add just as we are talking about this. Speaking of Golden Globes, our our fair uh, friend uh, Ben Lott of the Blotspot, formerly of the Blotspot and of Twitter, has just released his review of Roma, and it is a a Ben Lott one star. So <laughs> if that gives us any idea, uh, there we go. Means I'll probably you'll love probably it. love it. <laughs> and he did, and and true to uh, as Netflix suggested, he did watch it on his phone. <clears throat> I think Excellent. it's funny that Netflix actually <laughs> pointed that out. This is the perfect one to watch on your phone. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> they, yes. they did. Why would they do that? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, of Netflix, uh, have either of you had a chance to watch the Black Mirror Bandersnatch? I still yet. have not. It's been open on my desktop All right. forever. For next yeah. week. For next week. Homework. That's your homework. Uh, I've got homework for you, too. Oh no! Yes, I know. In the name yes. of the Father, and it's yeah. sitting there for next yeah, week. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do our list. Steve let's can't come, our list. Steve can't come to sat is, Matt. He didn't do his homework. Epic uh, Saturday matinee. I, we we got to get. We yes. got to bust through this. Here we go. Uh, for yes. our list, the list was what was the list? I wasn't even here. We were uh, well. This re- this week we released Oliver, and uh, the. Options were orphans, street gangs, or rags to riches, and everybody picked street gangs. So that's what we're talking about. All right. Who wants to go first? I have exactly three picks. Oh, then I guess no, no, no. I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. I'm okay eating the steals. (laughs) It's just, it's just the way it is for me today. The way it's gonna be. All right. Uh, What did we do, Andy? You went first for trailers. Please go first. My first one is. I have to decide which one I want to use first. Um, I. It's like rock paper scissors. You got to be. Strategic. I know. I, I especially knowing that Pete only has three. Um, I have two that I absolutely want to use. So I guess I'm going to just use them first, <laughs> so they don't get stolen. Uh, my first one is just one of my favorites, and now I know it's way too low on Pete's uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> he really needs to uh, to rewatch it and re-rank it because Big Trouble in Little China should absolutely be higher, Pete. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love this movie. Um, the, the story set in uh, Chinatown starts off with these uh, these street gangs as uh, as uh, good old Jack. Uh, Jack Burton ends up on the wrong street, uh, stuck in Chinatown and uh, gets right in the middle of a a battle going on between street gangs that uh, then shortly gets uh, um, interrupted by some uh, uh, some warriors of the mystical arts, and it goes from there. Um, I just love this movie and uh, always have. So there's my first pick, Big Trouble in Little China, starting high. I can't believe, I actually can't believe that's not a steal for me. I should have, you're right, I should have had that on the list. It should be higher. It deserves a re-rank, uh, and I, I'm i with you on that. I own it. Steve? Okay. Well, I there, there's some obvious ones that we may battle it out on higher ground here as we come along, but there was one that came to mind as I was thinking of street gangs and what does that mean, and I was digging into memories and of movies because I can't think of a lot of recent street gang movies. A lot of it seemed like as I was a teenager, you know, there were lots more movies about like thugs and gangs and. There's one, and I've, I've seen it probably once, maybe twice in the mid-80s on cable TV, but I just remember this movie had this great soundtrack, an amazing look to it that just it felt like a comic book movie to a certain extent. It had a, just has an amazing cast. If you think about being in 1984 and having a movie with Rick Moranis, Willem Dafoe, Diane Lane... Michael Pere, Bill Paxton, Rick Rosovich, Streets of Fire, directed by, written and directed by Walter Hill. This is about a mercenary played by Michael Pere, who's hired to rescue his girlfriend, who's a singer that's been kidnapped by a motorcycle gang, led by Willem Dafoe, who is in like giant rubber overalls and battbattles with a giant sledgehammer. Anyone? <laughs> You kept saying those names, and I'm like, I, I was no like, idea. what, what movie are they in together? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no, yeah. I've never, never seen, seen it. Exactly. <laughs> Never seen it. Oh, it's a classic, oh, forgotten, bizarre movie from the 80s. 6.8 IMDb. Wow. 
well over the six point. One of these days, no. I'm going to do a Walter Hill series just to catch up on some of his yeah. films because I've seen. If you watch the trailer, if you watch the trailer, you'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, I think I remember remember huh, this movie." Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll yeah. I'll I'll, I'll uh, take a peek at it. I'm curious about that one. My number three is uh, it, it's you know it's low hanging fruit, but it is one of my favorite introductions of street gangs uh, in film, and I uh, own that. Even though it's you know it, it's one of those comedies, it is of course the uh, reporter smackdown in Anchorman. I love 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 <laughs> this so much. It is the first thing I thought of when uh, this uh, when this. Uh, whole list came up i laugh every time even when i'm just done laughing at the rest of the movie and there's there's a lot in that movie that's funny but that one slays me it was never a favorite of mine i know i know but i appreciate that scene that scene was pretty funny that scene was funny are they are they really street gangs are they on the street aren't they at the zoo no they're, they're like in they're the back always alley. on the street they're reporters they're always oh on that's the, true that's okay the joke the, your man, man on the street that's the gang. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right andy for my second choice, I'm looking at a film based on uh, based on a book that I think every kid probably ends up reading in in school at some point um, by S.E. Hinton. It is The Outsiders. Francis Ford Coppola made this back in 83, and then he released a version of it, the complete novel version uh, that came out in 2005. That is the one to watch. Uh, I think that it absolutely captured the book so much better than the the shorter version did um i really just i i really connected with it and the characters in it um this is a story taking place in uh, oklahoma and you got two two kind of street gangs here you got the greasers those are the uh the kind of the poorer kids and then you have the the socks those are the uh, the kids from the wealthier side of town and of course uh our, our characters uh, pony boy and and uh and johnny and and the rest of the gang are all kind of in the the greasers and and uh there's uh you know it it leads to some uh pretty pretty uh dark things in the story but it's uh it's a good one i really i really connected with it so that's my second pick the outsiders that's a possible steal I got I got some I got some padding around it, so it's not. I can give you that one. It's a steal from Pete. Oh, it's I'm definitely sure. a steal. That was my number two steal. Stay gold, Pony Boy. That's Stay right. Stay gold. Yeah. All right, Steve. Oh, it's, uh, it's, you know, such have a you guys movie. seen? I, the, I need yeah, to see have that. You guys seen the, the I, I don't novel no. version. I, when when was that? It, what year was it that? Came out in two thousand five. Really? Yeah. So then I haven't seen that that version of it. So on my list, definitely check that one out. All right, Steve, you're number two. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I guess then if we're getting into that, that uh, do I save it for the... This is so tough to do. All right. I am going to go with Street Gangs. That, okay. I'll, I'll just move up in time a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, Boys in the Hood because it's one I haven't seen in a while. I think it... I remember seeing this in the theater and just being completely like blown away by this uh, by this movie and gang life, the impact it has on people. And so I'm throwing that in there as a space holder till I get to my number one. <laughs> space holder. <laughs> uh, I totally agree. That's a fantastic, uh, fantastic pick. Yeah, that's what I haven't seen in quite a while either. But yeah. uh, I was considering putting it on my list, but because I hadn't seen it in quite a while, I just I couldn't remember enough of the street gang elements of it. So I wasn't quite sure I wanted to pick it. But um, it certainly is one that I should revisit. I mean, we did talk about Menace to Society on the show recently, and that uh, yes, that was definitely um, one that's uh, that would be also worth on this list. But um, Boys in the Hood, that's good stuff. All right, Pete. Uh, my second pick was The Outsiders, so I'll go ahead and pass. Uh, back to you, Andy. You don't want to? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> no, he's got nothing. Well, well I, I just I don't want to end up with another steal. <clears throat> well, we, That's you know, okay. it is quite possible. If, but I don't want to jump uh, a turn. I don't want to take sure, a turn. Sure. Okay, I don't want to okay. take a turn. Yeah. Well, for my final pick, I am dipping back into the John Carpenter well because why not? When when he's got some great options for me. I am, of course, looking at Assault on Precinct 13, 
that he made in 1976. It is a uh, a little bit uh, kind of inspired by um, Rio Bravo, uh, inspired also by Night of the Living Dead. Um, it is, uh, it's really a brilliant and taut film about some police officers who are in precinct 13 when this, this street gang of just these unknowns, um, start attacking them. And it makes for a really, uh, just, uh, engrossing and terrifying ride. I had so much fun watching this film. And I think John Carpenter, early on in his career, just really knew how to to make some films like this. I mean, he just he's very relentless. And uh, I mean, there's a very difficult scene where a young girl gets killed by these gangsters. I know that gave him some uh, some trouble when the film was released, but it just it makes it feel very real and very visceral. So that's my final pick. Assault on Precinct 13. You guys haven't talked about that no. on the show? I no. swear. I guess it's just come up in conversation. Yeah, as we've so, talked about other lot, Carpenter films. Yeah. yeah, other Carpenter films, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, Steve. All right. Well, I'm going with a film that's actually being remade by Steven Spielberg, and it's going to have rumored to have Ansel Elgort in it. Uh, West Side Story. When you talk about street gangs, you, you got it. the Jets, yeah. you got the Sharks. You got to talk about West Side Story and the fact that it's coming to take on a classic like that to remake it. I'm very interested to see where Spielberg is going to take this classic and make it his own, how well he's going to be able to pull that off, because this is one of those like, why would you even touch this unless you're going to do something really, really different with it? So I, I love the original and I'm very, very excited in anticipating what Spielberg is going to do with his version of West Side Story. Just because you can do a thing, Stephen, does not mean you should. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, makes me oh, nervous. I, I, makes me nervous. Well, uh, he is, let's see, it is working from a screenplay by, by Tony Kushner. So we've got some solid, you know, yeah, groundwork that he's going to be building off of there. So and supposedly Rita Moreno is coming back for this one. So <laughs> Rita Moreno, what? Well, the, the, the cast right now on IMDb: Ansel Elgort as Tony, Rita Moreno as Valentina. Oh, that's the cast that they've confirmed so far. Okay, so I see. Uh, okay. I, I'm not a big fan of the original, so I guess I'm... What? What? I've never cared you for You shut it. your mouth. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't like... Andy. I just don't like... Uh, it, it's not the film. Andy doesn't like musicals. Do you? you don't like he musicals. He also doesn't I, like I feeling love musicals. good. He I don't like Natalie Romeo and Juliet. Wood. Pete and I know... Pete knows this. Yeah. I'm not, not a big fan <laughs> You don't like that. Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> it's not my uh, favorite what? of Shakespeare's oh. works. All right. Yes. And yes, the snapping, actually, the snapping. I've had, to, I've had to ask Andy for a for a stand-in for our show because <laughs> of his feelings about Romeo and Juliet. Anyhow, uh, okay. Well, it makes me nervous because I am a fan of West Side Story and I love the music and I, I uh, uh, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens. But uh, at least I'll always have the sixty-one, uh, whatever Stephen yes. does to retcon history. I'll always have the 61. Um, all right. So my third pick, I'm actually a little bit surprised. I'm only a little bit surprised that neither of you have picked this. When I started thinking about this list immediately after I thought of Anchorman, I thought, what is the feeling that I get when I watch these kids as the the street thugs, as the, the gangs? And there is one movie. There is exactly one movie that allows me to have the feeling, even if we're not talking about street gangs, we're talking more about street gangsters. Uh, and that is, of course, the classic gangster story of Bugsy Malone told with an all-child cast uh, from writer-director Alan Parker, uh, stars uh, a very young Jodie Foster and Scott Bayo. And I will tell you, I had a real problem figuring out that one guy's face in uh, the um, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, the kid gangster who just I felt like was so familiar. That's because it was a different Scott Bayo. He looks just like Scott Bayo in this movie. Uh, and that is Bugsy Malone. It's weird to watch. I haven't seen it in a long time. And as it happens, the, the whole thing has been posted to YouTube. And uh, so I watched about a half hour of it. It's very strange to watch. It's like... Um, 
you know, it, it's it's going to your kid's high school musical and, and all of the actors are above par, uh, but it's still a high school uh, performance or, or a, an elementary school performance. And so it's very strange to watch. I get a weird sensation, but I do have that same kind of feeling of watching these kids do uh, crazy adult things. And it makes me smile. That's it. Street gangsters. <laughs> Bugsy Malone. Uh, I've never even uh, that's one that I'm I don't I've never seen it, never really heard of it and don't what? think I'm going to be seeking it out. Now, I, I've heard of it. I've just never gotten around to watching it because of the weirdness factor of it. Uh, yeah, but it, no, I remember I think, gosh, I remember way back and it must have been. I remember Siskel and Ebert talking about it. And it, it can't have been when it first was released. It must have been when it came out on video or something like that. Because I remember seeing clips of that and saying, what the heck is this craziness? Uh, so it's a film that I'm aware of. It's one that I, yeah, I, at one point when I was working at the video store in high school, big fan of Alan Parker, always looking forward to what he had coming out. I think he had a great, you know, span there in the, the 80s and early 90s. This one, though, yeah, I don't know, just... Yeah, I, the, you Looks guys. So that's weird. a hole. That's yeah. a hole for you guys. It's a yeah. it's a kids movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a rated G, <laughs> yeah. nineteen seventy six. Like it was one of the the early cassettes that we had floating around our house. And um, so, I, I mean, it's it's one of those. It's a six nine on the IMDb scale of goodness. And so, it yeah. definitely clears the hurdle. It's a movie you should you should you should put on sometime just to just to have the experience because I mean they go all in on. on the the gangster movie tropes and it's funny it's it's funny in that regard and the fact that neither of you have seen it has actually improved it in my esteem and now i believe that it should be the thing that you watch before in the name of the father so um okay wow. there you go and, and i bet he will i bet he will <laughs> <laughs> this this whole thing delights me to no end oh, that geez. in the name of the father can be punked like this but uh, yeah bugsy malone with children uh, and a young, young Jodie Foster uh, is. Oy. That's it. That's on your list. All right. Well, there right, are our lists. Next? We are looking at uh, Paul Newman's directorial debut next week. It's uh, Rachel, Rachel. So, um, wow. Steve, have you seen this one? No, I have not. Well, we could do um, actors directing. Movies Steve hasn't seen. <laughs> In the name of the father, three times. <laughs> uh, I like actors directing. I think that's a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What else? Um, sad ladies. <laughs> sad ladies. <laughs> sad ladies. Everybody's just, favorite movie category. Sort of, a, sort of a generic sad lady film. So there's that. Um, what else? Uh, you could almost call it coming of age. Uh, coming coming of middle age coming of middle oh, age oh i like that uh, coming of age i like coming of middle age i don't know if i could think of many films <laughs> oh i got them right off the top of my head they're just they're popping they're pop well that's i i'm lying i have popping. one <laughs> oh okay there you go but but i know that they're there i know they're there well we could do coming of age slash coming of middle age <laughs> Oh man! So, so is this sort of like it's is a it midlife crisis? Yeah, yeah, kind no, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing yeah, up at thirty-five. Sort of okay, growing up at thirty-five. Okay. I like coming of parentheses middle age. There you go. Okay, that's what. Okay. And then Andy, you have your choice. You can ignore the. Okay, I, I, if that's what's picked, then I will. Uh, right. I'll, I'll certainly try. <laughs> okay, actors directing coming of middle age. Thank you. And uh, what else? Teachers. Summer vacation. Hey, summer vacation. <laughs> about teachers. Summer vacation movies. Okay. Summer vacation movies. I can do, you want to do that. I can handle okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or how about how about uh, few films that that uh, have seen set in funeral homes or in morgues? <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Even do you more. like that more? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, should we just do morgues? Yes, morgues. Best morgues, morgues. in film. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a funny word, morgue. Uh, it, I only, it only took three times yeah. for it to mean nothing to me anymore. Morgues. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a word. It's just a morgue. collection of letters. Weird. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, okay. happens every time I say glove. <laughs> glove. 
Glove. Glove. <laughs> You're right. That's another weird one. It's yeah. it's gone. Just hearing you say it twice. Yep. Glove. glove. That's really see when I hear the word glove, I immediately am drawn back to um, the Beatles uh, Yellow Submarine movie because of the big blue glove that the Beatles mm. command, mm-hmm. and they just yell out glove, and then the glove goes and smashes. I still haven't seen it. So. Oh. It has has meaning for me. It may not <laughs> love may not have meaning for you, but um, all right. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nah, we'll talk about it next week. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a, a couple of things uh, that, and one of them is uh, Peter Jackson's documentary. They shall not grow old. I don't think we talked about that when I saw it last week. We'll no. talk about it. Cool. It's on the list. On the list. Fine day, gents. Uh, a, a good show. Uh, even though we are, given our track record for actually seeing the movies nominated, we are completely useless in our picks. <laughs> it it can't Golden stop Globes. us from picking. It won't stop us from picking. <laughs> Nevertheless, we persevere. Uh, have a great day, Steve, Andy. Good talking to you. See ya. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.